You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, back again after a few weeks off, and I'm joined tonight by John. How are you doing, John? I'm good, Chris, yourself? I better now. I've, I've, I've had a couple of weeks off. I was uh, I was ill two weeks ago, so uh, that kind of scuffled our plans. I, I, know, I think we were originally going to do it on the Monday and then it got bumped to the Tuesday and then I was ill on a Tuesday, so we just ended up never getting, never quite get one out so, to talk about the the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. But uh, you obviously covered last week with our uh, debut guest, Hamish. Hi. It was good. Hey, it was. I, I, I never got into listening to it until what, just Saturday there. So uh, I had a good laugh at things like... Uh, I, I, it was after the games had been played on Saturday. So oh, I had yeah. a good laugh at things like comments like how Barry Robson was coming in and yep. uh, and being the old head. Yep, yep. And then I was listening to you rhyming off who you thought might win at the weekend and it was Hearts and uh, I think uh, Hibs were in there a possible chance and all. Oh, it was... With yeah, hindsight, it gets quite funny. But uh, yeah, I think he was flagged off Anthony Stokes. Um, I, I, that was another one. I Stokes had, Stokes had been uh, the turning point for Hibs. Uh, uh, it obviously went downhill since then, and he scored three goals since that podcast. So, yes. <laughs> so but, yeah, I, we, we should probably start with uh, the, the disappointment because, as I said, their hearts did uh, get a bit of a pumping, and they were in the charity bit. So although Queen's Park did their part, that part of the charity bet got let down and um, and the other bit of the charity bet was the first goal scorer. Uh, Anthony Stokes did get the, the first goal for Hibs rather than uh, Cummings, so no joy there either. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> that was another thing I did. I, 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 I believe I get the blame for the previous uh Podcast back for oh absolutely aye. which I'm was interesting because I mean I mean Hamish did point out that he he'd picked Peter Head and he's right he did pick Peter Head uh, but he did also pick uh, the other two that didn't like win the fucking hearts ah you know what it's like though if you're not on the podcast you get to blame for everything that's that aye. so that's what you get for over on aye here's my name uh, I, I should add we usually slag off the BBC website when we're talking about goal scorers and we tend to pick obviously goal scorers that are up near the top. I've seen on the website now there's a new section with the top goal scorers for each league and it shows you goals per minute for the top goal scorers. Oh, really? No, I have Aye, Which I quite like. Um, you need to use that later on. So I, I noticed it actually on my phone because usually on the phone you couldn't actually see the top goal scorers for the league but they've changed it, they've amended it a wee bit for the, the app on the phone. So I, it's pretty decent. Just have a quick wee look at that. Nice, I can't even see it on the website at the moment but I'll, I'll have to have a, a poke about later on. Uh, you can even see it's shown you not just goals but assists as well and that's even far down to link two excellent stats um, that's what so, we like uh, yep well you and me love, this, love a bit of the stats aye so <laughs> uh, well, well, well we may as well start off with Hibs because they, they've had a bit of a mix week uh, they, they obviously went up to Inverness uh, and their continued goal to end their, their Scottish Cup drought uh, and they knocked out the holders so the uh, the, the, the trophies have resided in uh, Highlands together for three days. Yes. Um, I can't believe I missed a trick last week. We called the podcast Hibs Highland Nightmare, where it should have been really Hibs Hamden Nightmare. Did we not do a Hamden Nightmare thing already? We, pr- we probably have. 
Well, Hibs are something else. Aye. No. Hibs are often having Hamden nightmares. Hamden nightmare or no, they're going back there. Because they, they, they are, aye. United in the, the first of the, the semi-finals. That's, that's, uh, that's the Saturday game. So, uh, well, well, we know what the Sunday game is. We'll come to it. It's in a few weeks' time. Don't need to talk about it now. Uh, I think it could be bridesmaids season for Hibs. They possibly ended up defeating two cup finals and finishing second in the championship if they can recover the deficit. Well, right. yeah, I mean, McBookie have got the the, the favourites uh, as, as Celtic and second favourites are Rangers, so they, they obviously expect the winner of that semi final is going to go on a walk off the cup. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you could be right. Uh, but, but weren't Hibs favourite to beat Ross County? Yes, they were. So who knows what will happen? Who knows? Anything's possible. Hibs could win the Scottish Cup. That's how bizarre a season this could be. <laughs> but uh, no, but that mean fair play to them. That's um, they've achieved at least both semi-finals and the two major trophies. That's on a par with uh, like a Celtic, and I think only Celtic have managed to make it to the the two semi-finals. I'm trying to remember who it was at the that season. Hibsby. Uh, was it St. Johnson? Hibsby. I love it. Oh, it was. Was that St. Johnson? Because he played it at Tynecastle. Aye. The day before uh, Ross County beat Celtic. So. I've no interest in the Cups that season. I, I, lost I lost interest ages ago in the Cups. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come on to how Aberdeen's season's going just shortly. Oh, I will. But probably, if I talk about Hibs, we may as well start the Championship. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, the, the Championship was obviously a. Uh, where the, the action started for the weekend because uh, the Friday night game was uh, at the Falkirk Stadium where uh, I'm sure Hibs were hoping that, uh, well, they were probably hoping somebody would drop points in that game but uh, more likely Falkirk you would think at this point because the the league itself is looking like it's done uh, the Rangers are, are well in front Hibs look unlikely to get anywhere close to them now yes then even before the, the, the results of the weekend are. But uh, that wasn't to be because uh, Rangers were robbed. <laughs> no, no, no I, I will say they probably shot themselves in the foot. But I think they did. Um, certainly at 2-0, um, a lot of Rangers fans, I think they were, I've seen people on Facebook and all that, bring on Celtic, bring on Celtic, and they, they changed their tune by the end of the match. Uh, well, um, like I said, even before it was 2-0, the, the Tavernier had the ball in it. Uh, and he was wrongly flagged for offside. Yes, he was. Um, and I, it never made the highlights, but I'm told they had another goal ruled out for offside um, after that as well. Yeah, Billy Mackay had a decent chance as well when he rounded Rogers. Yeah, and yeah, he took a bad touch because yeah. that at that point three 0 that you would imagine would have been game over. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the, the referees cost him at least one. Oh, sorry, the linesman's cost him at least one, possibly two. They scored two, and Billy Mackay. Has, has missed one all in the first half it was 5 now at half time yeah uh, uh, Peter Houston touched on it he kind of went in at half time team talk as well at least it's only 2 now because he said I uh, quite easily could have been 4-5 now yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's probably lifted them that and the fact that Blair Olsen fired in an absolute cracker <laughs> yes he did uh, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say it was goal of the weekend but it was uh, uh, a, a bit of a belter uh, I back into the match Um I don't think much of the Rangers defending after that, to be honest. The two fullbacks, they've been talked talked about all season in terms of how good they are going forward, but they they leave a lot of space in behind the back and behind. Um, so I, the both of them, Tavernan and Wallace, which is why I was 
spoke about it a wee bit last week in terms of Wallace, why I think he's no called up for Scotland because defensively he's not that sound. Um, so, but two substitutes off the bench with the yeah. goals. Yeah, well, uh, Bob McHugh popping up in, I think, the 92nd minute or something yeah. with, the, with the winner. And I like that name, Hippolyte. Oh, that's a great name. I, I'm a big fan of Hippolyte. It's like a total... It's, uh, it sounds like... like uh, an oxymoron. No, I think... You know what it is? I think it's... Uh, that name kind of... Uh, it sounds like a lighter. Because like, you obviously get Zippo lighters. Oh, aye. Hippolyte, aye. Yeah, and I'm thinking Hippolyte, so aye. Oh, I like that one, aye. It sounds like a lighter. But aye, it's a, it's a cracking name. And he yeah. obviously got the equaliser, so... Aye. Falkirk have had a fair bit of joy against the Rangers last season. Two wins. Yeah, aye, that's two wins at Falkirk Stadium, so... Um, I, I don't think they did too badly at, at Ibrox either so they seem to have been a bit of a thorn on Rangers side and they're now six clear of Hibs in uh, that second spot okay Hibs have got two games in hand but we've said that in this podcast before you want the points not the, the games in hand because all, all Hibs can do now is pull level and Falkirk have got a better goal difference they have I have something I'm going to touch on there uh, 12th of April big game that's uh, Hibs life for Falkirk at Easter Road yeah so, could be a big decider, and I think that the other problem is that it's looking more and more likely that the other playoff place is going to be Race Rovers. Yes, and uh, that probably takes us on nicely to the evening game. Oh, it does indeed, aye. Because although Hibs took the lead, Race Rovers beat them. <laughs> yeah, Hibs are having so, a bit of a nightmare recently. Yeah, they've, they've had a wee bit of a nightmare. They've just they've, they've completely slumped. Second place is starting to look as if it's pulling away from them which is going to mean they're going to need to play three ties if they want to get back up to the, the Premiership. Um, to do that, they would have to beat Race Rovers, who have obviously just beat them. I'm trying to think where I've seen it recently. Maybe yesterday, i seen that if you'd backed uh, an accumulator where it was last four league results, you'd get something like crazy, like 18,000 to one for their four teams to beat them. That's amazing. And it's um, what Hibs, Hibs collapse. I, I heard Alan Stubbs talking about it um, on Sports Scene last night, and he was adamant that it wasn't anything to do with the number of games he'd played. But it all just looks like they've run out of steam. Now, I heard, obviously, um, I heard Hamish last week saying uh, it all seems to have happened when Stokes is signed. But I, I think, I'm sure they picked up a few wins before uh, this collapse when Stokes was there. I don't, think, I don't remember Stokes being able to get in the team, and I remember Stokes being not that great when he did get into the team. I think he had a bit of an injury role as well at times when he kind of first joined, but I, you don't know whether it's disrupted the dressing room or just that the way they were going was quite they were going pretty well. I don't know if necessarily up front was where they needed the strengthen. Um, it was just probably one of those cases he was available and yeah. uh, probably too good an opportunity to turn down. But I know. I, I mean, we know there was a few clubs in for Stokes at the time because I think Dundee United were in uh, yeah. Yogi Hughes wanted him up at Inverness. And obviously that that, that oh, backfired spectacularly in the midweek in the cup. Aye, did I? But um, no, it's I mean it's looking bleak for Hibs. I mean, I know Rangers managed to get through the the playoff final, having finished third last season, but um, it didn't work out for them. They still they they they, they fell at the last hurdle against Motherwell. So you you think Hibs might just struggle to to get out of that division now for the second season running? Yeah, they might and do. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it's Falkirk that, that make the playoff final. I really don't. I think they're, they're, they're a, a good team. They're on form at the moment. Um, they've, they've been up there all season. They're, they're, 
what is it, 11 points behind Rangers. Rangers got a game in hand over them, so they're not going to they're not going to catch Rangers at this point. But certainly they're looking very good for second place, and that will give them that extra sort of week off when third and fourth will have to play, and then they want they two games to get to the Premiership instead of just three. So I I think I think Falkirk are the, are the team that are watching that. One of the team that I've got momentum as well, which yeah. I think can count for a lot. Oh yeah, Hubs have got momentum and all, but it's in the wrong direction. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. And as you say, it looks like Beth Rovers will be taking the fourth spot. Yeah, um, I think seven Clare Morton haven't played a game less. Queen of yeah. the South are a point behind Morton, with St Martin three behind them as well. And they've all played the same number of games as Wraith Rovers. So. The only thing would be, um, let me just try and see what Wraith Rovers and that's who fixtures are, whether they've got Morton and Queen of the South coming up at all. Um, and they do. They play Morton and Queen of the South both away from home. They've actually get they've actually got three away. Actually, they're nuts. Wraith Rovers and that's four ties. If you look at them, you've got St Mirren, who are in a decent bit of form. Yep. Um, away. They then have Morton away, which is obviously one of the contenders for the, the fourth yep. spot. They've then got Rangers, and then Rich. they've then got Queen of the South away. So, yeah, so they've got three flat. teams below them and the team that's going to win the championship. Yes, so it's maybe no a gimme that they'll finish fourth. Yeah, no, however, as you, however, as you say about Falkirk, points in the board. Exactly. Um, so there's, there's, I still think there's enough of a gap there that the rest of us will probably see it out. Uh, be, there's only there's six games for Morton, seven for Queen of the South, and Rovers. So it's it's not unthinkable, but they're certainly in the the, the prime spot. I do. They also have Falkirk to play as well before the season ends. The only two, the only two games looking at you would say, aye, they could be wins, or the Barton and Limiton, but they'll both be trying to avoid. Yeah, they'll be trying to pick up the, points. The relegation playoff spot, so. Yeah, because if you look at the bottom, Al are 10 points behind Livingston haven't played a game more, so that yeah. it's, it's it's looking pretty bleak for Al at this point. They won't ever go in. So, Livingston and Dumbarton are playing off to try and avoid that ninth spot. Yes. Um, and the next team above Dumbarton is St Murden. <laughs> St Murden are still looking in both directions. Aye, they are, but I think they've left themselves probably to do now. I think, aye, I think, I think they're 11 behind the throwers. It's a bit much to make up. They're, they're probably more concerned with the the, the 10 back to Livingston. <laughs> aye. Um, Ever so slightly. That's how much a difference is for some more. A point. Just, aye. The other games of the Championship on the weekend, you had Livingston 2, St Mirren 3. Uh, good in terms for Aberdeen. Shanklin got a couple of goals there. He's starting to kind of score a few goals now that mm-hmm. raised there. Uh, Queen of the South humped the Barton 6 now. Yep. And you then had Morton pumping Aloha 4-1. Yeah, it's sort of almost an easy three points for Morton though. Yeah. They probably they, they probably could have done with Rose Rovers putting up the three points against Tabs in. Because that they made it a lot tighter in fourth spot. It would have did. It would have indeed. Uh, I'll give you all I should have said about the stats, but the top goal scorers and they've got the assists as well. Who what player in the championship do you think has made them has had the most assists? Hmm. I would have guessed it was a Rangers player. Who would you go um, for? Um, oh, who's the guy that's in midfield that keep talking up? It's no McKay, I'm trying to remember what his name was. Holt? You thinking of him? No. Or Halliday? No. Uh, I'm not about his McKay. Ugh, I don't know. Kevin? Uh, unless it's Blair Olsen. <laughs> no. Fuck it. It's Taverna. Is it? Si- 
16 assists. Oh, wow, nice. And he's got yeah. a fair few number of goals himself. Aye, well, after, so. after Waghorn, he's been involved in the most goals. Seven goals, 16 assists. Aye, but Waghorn's a penalty taker. Yeah. <laughs> so, impressive stats for a fullback. Aye. I might do this for each... I won't do it for League 1 and League 2, maybe, but I'll do it for, I'll probably do it for the, the, Premier, the Premiership as well. You probably know that one, though. Aye, you should probably... So, um, aye, it's McGinn, surely. Aye, we've discussed that before. <laughs> So, all right. So moving on to League One, and I was reading SPL Stats blog earlier today, and apparently Dunfermline can win the league this weekend. Coming this weekend, is it? Yep. If they win and Peterhead don't, I think it was don't. It may have to lose. Uh, no, no. If Dunfermline win and Peterhead don't, then Dunfermline are champions. Right, okay. And it'll be the first of the four divisions done because they're ten clear of Peterhead now. Peterhead have only got five left. Yeah, you fancy as well, Dunfermline have got breaking. No, breaking have been in a bit better form recently. Killed and Beath are actually bottom of the table now. Yeah, aye, breaking have pulled themselves up well. And uh, so forth, to be honest. Yep. Uh, uh, I think they, they didn't forth or not win at the weekend. Aye, yeah, they did the beat you. They did. Aye, they, been, they, they needed that result as well because yeah. they struggled to game too far. But breaking have now won four in the bounce, which Some, has been uh, really important for them. The great escape, maybe, for, for them. They're only but, three behind Stenhouse Muir, both for for Ambreaking. Yeah, the big, the big, another big story is still Stranraer, who at one point were looking like they would, might be in the relegation playoff spot. Aye, they're now in a playoff spot, all right, but it's yes. the promotion playoff spot because they're four they quarters Airdrie. Now, they've yep. played a game more than Airdrie, which is, is worth noting. Um, and Airdrie did lose to Peter Head there. Uh, and everybody, right, Peter Head are on some amazing run at the moment when it comes to uh, undefeated. I think they're up to about 14 or 15 now. Oh, I think it might even be more than that, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's decent form going into the, the Petrofact Training Cup final. It is, yeah. I know they're playing Rangers, and Rangers are massive favourites for that, but Peter Head's form is good, so you never know. Um, results on the weekend, so what? Dunfermo won at Kelden Beath. Yep. Peter Head beat Airdrie. Yep. Forfa beat Air. Uh, so that was a. That, that was a big one, yeah. Uh, um, and obviously, you know, he, he said Stranor beat Stenis Real 3 1 as well. So. Aye. And then breaking beat Albion Overs. Albion Overs, two one. Albion Overs aren't exactly safe for that relegation uh, playoff either. I mean, I know they're four behind Stranraer for the promotion playoff, but they're only eight behind breaking. Breaking and four for are both starting to get a bit of form together. Then they, they could easily call back. Them. I mean, Stenis Muir are definitely in there, but just three ahead of them. But Albion and Airdrie might be just slightly looking over their shoulder. Yeah, it looks bad for it looks bad for Kilden Beath because they've only like won ah, one, one in the last ten. The other team as well who are struggling are Stenhouse Muir. Yeah. Yeah, and again that's that's why it looks like they're getting clawed back before from breaking there. So I mean if I mean if even if Kilden Beath can get a a couple of results together, it's yeah. Muir could be in danger of going straight down. If they don't Aye. get together. But again, that would that would depend on Kilden Beath getting their not their form up and running. So um all right, favorite, we're moving on to our favourite league. Yep, week two. Uh, was a pumping in this as well, was I not? Ah, East Fife won six 0 at Star and Albion. Yes. Uh, and uh, they are top uh, three points. Clear Elgin City, who could only draw one each. Yes, and East Fife. Probably it may as well be four points because of the goal difference. Yeah, they're, they're ten, ten goals better off than Elgin. Uh, Clyde, who just gave Barry Ferguson a new contract. He signed on to 2019, I think it is. Uh, I was reading that earlier today. So, uh, they're also happy with how he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, even though 
they were favourites to win this division at one point. And they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're not out of it. They're, they're only four each five. Uh, their goal difference is better than Elgin City's. So yeah. there's, there's more of a chance they could catch each five. But um, Queen's Park, yeah. I've got an outside chance. Six points behind, but yeah, yeah, and and another point behind them as well with a game in hand. So yes. I mean, for, you're always saying Queen's Park have got a, an outside chance. If I win a game in hand, which is against Clyde, then Annan could catch Clyde. Uh, aye, tomorrow night. So that's tomorrow yeah, night. That, so that, that, that could kick Queen's Park out of the, the playoff spots. Aye, it could, aye. So certainly uh, all, all to play for, definitely there. Yeah, at the other end, East Stirling are looking a wee bit of a draft now. Um, although Arbroath did lose to Queen's Park at the weekend, they're East Stirling. Also losing to Clyde, they remain eight points behind and there's only six games left. Uh, Was so East Stirling at finish bottom last year? No, it was Montrose. Montrose for the spot more. Yeah, they, they beat um, Brother Rangers in the playoff final. Um, so, big, uh, game of the, aye, big game of the weekend will be East Fife against Queen's Park. Yeah. So, I'm glad aye. you could see that because the BBC website's only telling me what's on tomorrow. <laughs> aye, so we've got that. Don't mind you, till the end of the season, there'll be big games probably most weeks. More or less, aye. In, in, terms, yeah. of, in terms of the top, obviously there's teams fighting to do everything, trying to get yeah. the playoffs, trying to avoid relegation and everything, but in that league in particular, you've got a few a few kind of really good games each week. It's definitely been the most exciting league. <laughs> Aye. And it's, it's certainly the one that's looking like the the, the, the challenge at the top is going to go right to the wire. Because, um, I mean, what we said there, that's four, arguably five teams still in it. Yeah. I mean, the, the last day of the season, what are they going to do with the, the trophy? <laughs> If they're all within, how good would that be if they were all within like three points each other? Aye, I, I think I think the problem they've got is Elgin and Anna and Athletic are two of those teams. Yeah, that's going to need a fast helicopter. Aye, but if it, last, last game of the season, you've got Annan against Queens Park. Uh, you've got Clyde against Stirling, Albion, East Fife against East Stirling, and Elgin against Abroath. So, so I, I, to make it worse, Elgin are at home. <laughs> Because they're Aye. obviously an outlier in that uh, division. Yeah. It's everybody else's kind of central belt up to about sort of Tayside-ish. And then an athletic obviously in the borders. Not the borders. Profession Galloway. Near, near, near the border with England, is what I mean. <laughs> See, something like that, if it goes to the wire, that's the kind of thing you would hope that some sort of TV station would pick up. Much as you want the fans going to games and all that. Just yeah, right. Sort of, you, you would hope Bees can do something like that. I don't think that they can because it'll be three ah, they, games. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they can't. So that that, so. that would scupper that. But um, I'd imagine like the you'd want somewhat. Up. But, uh, it won't happen. Won't it? It'll be an open all mics job that night or that afternoon. So maybe they move on to the Premiership now. Aye? We'll go to the Premiership. Aye. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. It was looking good at one point. Saturday. Well, yeah, Celtic game. That, 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 this was that. I was sitting driving back, driving in the car, listening to uh, the commentary on, on BBC Scotland, and it was nil nil. And I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna we're gonna drop more points here. Uh, the gap will be what would it been two points at that point if it had happened. Uh, Aberdeen could have went and played at three o'clock and been top of the league. Yeah. And I think I even sent a message to you saying if Aberdeen get top before the end of the season, I don't think they'll be moved. And I'm still all that kind of thinking, to be honest. Because, like, 
I mean, I watched the highlights on uh, the game on, on Sunday night there, and Celtic just they don't inspire anything. Um, there's something not quite right now. Whether there'll still be something not quite right after the after how the game finished, I don't know, because you always get these sort of pivotal moments in seasons. Yes. Um, like the, the if you look at the one last season, it was when Celtic went down to ten men and won at Pataudry. Aye. Everybody picked that one out as being a pivotal moment in that in the season. Yeah. Um, um, and Celtic yeah. just kind of kicked on for there, and it might be it might be this weekend that's just passed that's that's a pivotal moment because it looked it looked for all intents and purposes Celtic were going to drop more points and then up stop Tom Rodgick with a goal of the season contender. A rocket from Rodgick, I think that was how uh, sports scene described it. Yeah, I, was, I mean, it's, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I was very critical of Jamie McDonald at the end of last season in the Scottish Cup final because he basically cost Falkirk the trophy with his handling of that final sort of chance that Inverness got the winner from. But he's bounced back this season. He's been absolutely brilliant um, and consistently brilliant for, for Kilmarnock. Ah, he was captain at the weekend as well, wasn't he? Was that? I think he was captain at the weekend as well. I think he might have been, eh? Um But, I, I mean, he's, he's consistently... Uh, been stopping all sorts for Kamarnock most of the season. He's needed to because Kamarnock have been rubbish in front of him. Um, but it was nothing he could do about that one. It just it came out of nowhere for one, and it's it's so far out of his reach that best goalkeeper in the world wouldn't stop that. Aye, uh, it's not the first time I don't think that season Rodgers has scored a goal like that. I'm sure I'd have called one early in the season. Not not in scored the, a few, not in not as many as well as that. But uh, aye, I think the the timing of it made it important as well because it was it was pretty much bang on the ninety minutes. Um, so that meant Celtic went four points clear. Uh, the the Celtic fans, well, I seen a few videos of the game afterwards, and they were just the place was bouncing afterwards. I, th- I think the, the full time whistle went. The, everybody cleared off. The Celtic fans were still partying. Aye, it was. I work in Kilmarnock. was certainly busier than it usually is on a Saturday. Aye. Police horses and all sorts and. But I spoke to a few Kilmarnock fans before the game and even after it. I think uh, I think they were slightly disappointed. Obviously with the the timing of the goal, but I think Kilmarnock felt they maybe deserved something out of the game. Uh, the I, think, I think a lot of people you know, said that. Chances they had, and yeah, I mean that was what I was going to pick up on was that they they had their own chances. There was one in the first half, Boyd. Um, it was a tight angle. It was a cracking ball through. Um, a decent strike and. Like I said, the tight angle probably made it an easier save for Greg Gordon than, than it may have been elsewhere. But that was the, the, the kind of one chance that stuck it for me. But, but Higginbottom was causing all sorts of problems for Celtic throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually quick to point out that Chris Boyd doesn't have a, exactly a, the greatest of goal scoring records against Celtic. But, uh, he had a chance. So, he, had a, he had a half, kind of half chance. Yeah, he, he, had, he had a couple of chances in this game uh, and never took them. But... Um, I must have. I was glad to hear his name in the, the, the team sheet, not Josh McGuinness, because McGuinness does have a decent goal score record against Celtic. Yeah, I, I, I do find myself wondering had he been playing if uh, the result could have been a lot more different, because let's like say we just we weren't quite at the races, and I'm now hoping that that like, 90th minute thing is going to galvanise the squad and we'll kick on and and see it the rest of the season. But. Um, yeah. Obviously, this was coupled with, with events at Motherwell at three o'clock. Aye, just uh, before we went on to that, though, when I kind of speaking to Kilmarnock fans, most of I've spoken to at my work that come in uh, have been saying that Clark's kind of doing a good job playing better football, but 
they've still got that big problem whereby they just can't score goals. Um, and yeah, that's, that's why, won't help. That's why I think still Dundee United have got a sniff. They've got a chance, I still think. Uh, I know people thought that maybe if Dundee United didn't win yesterday, that that was them, but they, they still did gain a point. And the timing of when they gained that point as well could be yeah. could be crucial as well. Yeah, because they were still just, a bit, they were dead and buried at 2-0. Eh, sorry, 2-0 down, sorry. Yeah. Um, and I, that, that could end up being a really important point for them. There's no question as to where we go. Do we, do we, do we go back and talk about that Mother Aberdeen game or do we talk about the Dundee Derby because we're kind of touching on it there? Either or. Flip a coin. Oh, right. Let, let, let's go at the bottom because you're right. I mean, from what I've seen... Um, Clark still doesn't have that win for Kilmarnock and I think if Kilmarnock can get that they might kick on from there but until they get it it's going to be hanging over them so with that in mind Kilmarnock obviously dropped another three point or they get nothing at the Celtic game um, Dundee United went into the derby at home against Dundee obviously on the Sunday knowing that they could close the gap in Kilmarnock to as much as little as five points but it didn't work out that way because for all Dundee United seem to be doing a wee bit better under Mitch Putterline and they still look very frail in the back. They do. I've said that I've said this several weeks now. Just I think that's what's going to be the big downfall for Dundee United is that defence. They can't they can't keep clean sheets and they they, they concede silly, easy to score goals. I mean you look at the the second goal that Dundee got um Kenham is pretty much fell over that ball. I had it with both legs at one point and it still ended up in the back of the net because it was so hard to miss. Uh, it, it was, but the, the build-up to that was just... It wasn't great. And Dunny Wright always seemed to be shooting himself in the foot. It was the same the previous week against Motherwell. The, what, they did well to put themselves in the lead, but then it was it was daft mistakes for putting one Motherwell in. And what, that ball to the back post and a tap-in seems to be a goal that gets scored against Dunny United quite a lot at the moment. Yeah, the, the big difference is that much as they're conceding goals, they are scoring a, f- a few more goals than what they were on in the season. Uh, it's an interesting difference because what, what I was saying earlier about Jamie McDonald, he's keeping them out, mostly. But then you're right, he seems to be scoring them and conceding them. So it's a, it's a case of can Kilmarnock keep enough clean sheets to keep them ahead of the United or can the United outscore their own defence? Yeah, because it now looks like Hamilton might be alright. Pro- might not be. But the thing about Hamilton, they don't score much, but they don't concede much either recently. Um, no, but so, they pretty much binned it at the weekend there because they were 1-0 up. They did. Maybe should have went 2-0 up at one point. Um, well, I think an offside cost them, actually, when it was 1-0. It was a, a sports scene reckoned it was definitely offside, but I mean, it was the usual one-camera sports scene, so I had no idea. Um, but, but so to them, part of this, obviously, scored twice, got the win. Um they're still chasing top six for Thistle, but uh, Hamilton, they're only five ahead of Kilmarnock. They could still get dragged back into that. If, I mean, five points isn't a bad gap to have coming up to the spot when you're going to play the teams around you. Yeah. We might end up leaving the Aberdeen game to last, I don't know. We're heading that way. <laughs> the, High- the Highland Derby, I think it's safe to say Ross County might have had a, a bit of a hangover. Possibly, yeah. Uh, although I mean, Jackson Irvin hit the post uh, earlier, and I think Ross County actually started that game really well. Inverness o- opened the scoring against the runner play, for what I've seen. They've had the uh, better the derbies this year, anyway, in the league. Yeah, I think that's five of one at Dingwall now in a row. So, 
which is, is, is some it's a, a phenomenal and they're, not far, they're not far behind Kilty now as well game in hand and four points behind yeah Aye, I mean they've obviously still got their eyes in the top six as well there's a lot of teams there that can still make the top six yes um, I mean you've got Johnson aren't safe in the top six yet oh. the 43 Mullerwell obviously on a decent run at the moment they're on uh, 41 with two games left before the split but then you've got Ross County a point behind them Dundee Thistle on 37 which is three behind Ross County and Vanessa on 36 so you're talking 4th to ninth are playing for three places so set up 10 in that part of the, the league anyway um did, did we finish talking about Dundee United actually because I mean mentioned how bad it was to go 2-0 down but what like you say they, they have been scoring goals they did fight back did you think it was a red card? Get the penalty I wasn't sure I thought maybe he's going away from goal there's defender coming across I don't like to see the double penalty anyway the, the, the red and the penalty so I would personally say no but maybe like it's difficult and I, I can see why it's been given as a red well, see, that, this is where I disagree, because I know they're changing this rule next season, to, so that if you have the penalty, it's only a yellow card, unless it's like violent conduct or something. But I, I think it's this kind of instance specifically that the red card makes sense, because Scott Baines came out and wiped out the guy that's about to score, and I think it's a goal-scoring opportunity, because he's not overhit it, he's still got the ball under control, he's round Bain, Bain's off his line, there's only one defender, and he's scrambling. I think it's fairly easy to not get into the empty net. Uh, so I think it's definitely a goal-scoring opportunity. And in this season's rules, that's a red card. But I think oh, if, I, if you change that to a yellow card for next season, you're giving the goalkeepers carte blanche to come out and wipe players out without a possibility of being able to save the, the penalty afterwards. I, 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 I think yeah, I it's right it that bad, Scott Bain wasn't there to try and save that penalty. I wouldn't say it was a bad foul, though. I don't think he's been violent or been anything like that. I think it's... He's mistimed it. Oh no, I think I, I do think I, I yeah, I think he's not intentionally wiped him out. I think he's just come out so quickly that he was going to get something. But uh, I, do, I do think it leaves that changing that rule does leave that open. I mean, there are some goalkeepers who are really good at saving penalties, and then there are some who are not, like Greg Gordon. But <laughs> there's, some, there's some stat about these. He's faced like thirty odd penalties and. Uh, he's never actually saved one. He's had a few missed against him, but if he hit a target against Craig Gordon, it's going in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's... I don't know. It's, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if goalkeepers are a cynical, as I'm suggesting they might be. They may not be. I mean, I mean it, might, it might be nice to see that the, they don't get the, the double jeopardy kind of punishment with the pen, uh, that, that penalty, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that was still 2-1... And for me, there was a crucial point in this game at 2-1 just before the equaliser. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Ross? But there was a point in time, it was two Dundee players. Oh, aye, aye. Dundee just square, the square ball. And he doesn't square the ball. Yeah. And even I was sitting listening to tell going, square it, square it. No, no, he, he, does, the ball. he does square it, but he doesn't. Like Dundee United player accepts. He squares it too late and he puts it at the Dundee United defender and not his teammate. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's a horrible, horrible uh, mess for him to be in. And for the what Dundee United did, it was about thirty seconds later that Dundee United got the equaliser. It was just no time at all. So uh, I thought it wasn't great defending by Dundee. Um, 
but it was good. It was well pounced on by Billy McKay. So, yeah, I mean credit to like, and I'm I'm going to give credit to Mixie Patterson. I back him a hundred percent, and the way he reacted to the Dundee fans who had been giving him pelters the entire game. Oh, I think it's fair enough. I I I, I, I hate it when they get criticised for this because football fans can be such precious arrogant. Oh, definitely, I definitely people <laughs> behave myself here. No doubt about it. I mean, it was it was clear earlier on in the game that Maxi was complaining about the fact that uh, there was all sorts coming for the fans. I don't. I mean, I, I wasn't sure the dialogue what it was. It was getting. Uh, he was complaining about, but for him to then turn around at the equaliser and put his hands to his ears, say, I can't hear you now, kind of thing. It's good banter, that's the kind of thing I want. Aye, that's, I think so. And if Dundee fans are taking offence at that, well, maybe you shouldn't have been given a stick in the first place. Exactly. But then it's not the first time I remember Dundee fans doing this as well, because there was a few years ago they were giving Neil Lennon, as a player, absolute dogs abuse for the entire game, and he turned in and gave him the finger. And then the Dundee fans reported him to police for doing that. Aye, something like that's probably no well, no best advised. The nigger no, I, I, I think Neil Lennon's reaction, well, understandable, was probably a bit over the top. The putting the hands yeah. to the ears thing, I mean, I seen Lennon do that at Ibrox as well Aye. As, as a manager. But that's fair enough. I don't mind that. That's it's. <laughs> I've had I've had, I've had players do that uh, to me when I've been in the the crowd and like they've scored against Celtic. So it's just part of the game as far as I'm concerned. It's so so good natured and. You give me pelters, I'll give you pelters. Yep. Home and get on their lives because it's just football after all. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I seen a few criti- few criticisms of Mixer saying, "Well, why aren't you uh, pushing your team on to get the winner?" So, well, he'd done everything he needed to do as far as Dundee United were concerned. The fact Dundee United had a chance to win it after that, um, it just it never quite came off for them. I think they kind of clawed it away off the line. Or, uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I, I, can, I, I agree with it. Can I that in terms of why? I, see, when I go to football and I'm maybe in a minority here, but I don't tend to sing songs about opposition. I'd rather sing songs in support of my own team. But I know that going to games, that's not what it's like usually. <laughs> uh, and I'm probably very much in a minority. More, more often than not, I'd agree with you in that one, but it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't sung oh, no, opposition. I wouldn't say I've not either, but... <laughs> Because I think I just think sometimes as well it, G, it can G up players. Like if you uh, sing out players, it will just spot them on. Depends on the type of character the player has as well. Because some players, like you remember, I mean, back in the day, there'd be certain players relish that getting the abuse. Oh, aye, aye, uh, definitely. I'm pretty sure Neil Lennon enjoyed it. Oh, I definitely. Um, if you look at other players as well, like uh, Graham Souness and going down south as well, Robbie Savage was the. Oh, Robbie Savage, definitely. Yeah. He, he, I've read his book, um, but I, I think of quite interesting. I he, he loved it. Um, so interesting that Lennon and Savage both played at Leicester together. True. Where <laughs> that one? It's uh, ah, yeah, like you say that if you're giving them belters and it boosts them, then more for you. <laughs> we all like a bad white villain, Jim Goodwin. Oh, aye. Jim oh, Goodwin, aye. Uh, well. Some 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 back mind villains deserve it. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I was at the, no, I was at the, was it the Morton St. Mary game of the season? Fans were loving it, and Goodwin was loving it as well. That's it, aye. As long as you take it in the spirit of the, the, the game itself, then everybody can move on for it. Exactly. 
It's only when you start being precious about it, it starts causing problems. Aye. Uh, the Hearts and Johnson game, just put that down to a bad day in the office for Hearts, I think. See this previously, they'd only lost one in one game to Aberdeen at home. Yeah, I was criticising Dundee Wright's defending there. Um, I think Hearts probably take the, the award for worst defending of the season. Yes, <laughs> set pieces. <laughs> this was probably the most unbelievable aspect of sports scene last night. Having sat and watched the highlights of this and thought, that's what Murray Davidson scored the same corner twice. Pat Nevin then turned around afterwards and said uh, he was going to effectively said he was letting hearts away with it because the corner you don't expect the corner to bounce like that. Yeah. So well, so they took a bad corner and that lets hearts away for the just not marking Murray Davidson twice. Aye, and we were bigging up hearts defence last week as well. Yeah. Aye, aye, and deservedly so because before yeah. this game they'd been on a decent run, uh, not conceding so. Uh, but I mean that this game it was almost as if Neil Alexander was keeping the squad down but we've actually worked this quite nicely because in terms of the way we're going to move on because it, uh, it was good for obviously Hearts dropping points in terms of the, still the possibility they could catch up Aberdeen in second yeah I think I think there's still mathematically possible to catch Celtic as well in fact, I, I think, I think the only team other than Aberdeen can catch Celtic yeah at this point um, but yeah I'd I mean, I've been saying for several weeks at Hearts, I don't think they're really likely to catch Aberdeen, and they're not likely to get caught by St. Johnson. So, Hearts are third. Yeah, we did discuss the outside possibility that Hearts can still be in the, the title race because of the fact they've still obviously got to play Aberdeen and Celtic twice. That's the same as we was dreaming. Aye, I think, I think it's more along the lines of they're likely to play a big part in the title race. Yes. I don't yes. think it's as himself. I think it's yeah. the, the team that's taking points off the two that are probably challenging for it. But then but, I suppose that, that I suppose that brings us to the question, is it still a title race? Possibly. I, I think on, so. on Saturday I was, after the game, kind of, well, we said earlier, it's a defining day for, it could be the day that decides it. In terms of, obviously, it was looking great, Celtic looked like they were going to drop points and then bang, Roderick scores. So, Again, Aberdeen are playing after Celtic. We know what we need to do. We need to win, and we've we've kind of failed to do so. It's it's not the first time, and just it's it's more it's frustra- it's just frustrating. But I don't think you, you you can't put any blame anywhere. I don't think mm. we've spoke about it before in terms of Aberdeen not being clinical enough. I think that's the thing because we went ahead, and yeah, I, 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 that, no doubt it was a penalty. Um, we've, had a, we've had a couple of chances. To then extend the lead, McGinn chance yep. just before half time. You've got Church with a at the corner again. Such yard box, he's terrific in there from corners. Um, so there as well, and I think that's the that's the frustrating thing that we we just can't kill teams. To be, I'll, I'll, to be fair, I'll give I'll give my little credit here. I thought that play played pretty well. Um, like you mentioned, the the one that McGinn had just at the end of the first half after after the penalty. Uh, I think there was another one to say from McLean. You mentioned the one for Church. So, so that when the Motherwell goal actually did really well to keep the uh, Motherwell in it for that, yeah. that spell. Because I think, I think before the penalty, did, did Lou Moult hit the post at one point? In the first half, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I've seen that in the highlights. Aye, I, I think Motherwell started pretty well. Aberdeen kind of took control, got the, obviously got the penalty. Um, Motherwell were complaining about something before, just before it, like Considine filled somebody. Oh, the whole thing about the virus as well up to the game. I didn't see yeah. that, that no, 
Well, yeah, they're, they're a full squad out. I was thinking it was they were in dire straits. I mean, we've had times with Inverness, I think I've only had like 16 players in their squad right. this season. Uh, I, don't think that, I don't think the virus was quite as uh, bad, bad or wiping people out. Uh, maybe, maybe it wiped them out earlier in the week, I don't know. Yeah, they had a cold. It was a Larix or cold. <laughs> a Larix or microvirus. Aye. <laughs> Mark McGee's. Aye, I don't know <laughs> what was happening there. Uh, it just seemed a bit bizarre. Um, so well, yeah, I wish the game had been called chances. off. I wish the game had been called off now. Oh, well, uh, I don't think you can do it retrospectively. Oh, but, uh, it's all right. It's like, like you see, Aberdeen, like they took one chance for the penalty spot, had a few others saved by the, the keeper. You were still in control at that point, and then it just all fell apart in about five minutes. Aye, we went we went from having a golden minute against Party Thistle to a. I was going to say a, something else, around two minutes, which is a because the, the, def, the defending was just terrible. I mean, I don't know what, what's happened to Mark Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I'd asked Taylor as well at times, but Reynolds especially, since he's come back this year um, from injury, he's just not like the same player. He looks hesitant a lot and just not the kind of commanding player he was. I mean, there was uh, maybe two seasons ago, you would say, oh, I could play who's up there with the best centre backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, why he wasn't playing for Scotland was a bit kind of questionable. Yeah. No, we asked that question but, in the podcast ourselves. But now I would say he's probably only playing because we've not really got any other option. Mm-hmm. We've not got many other options because he's been dropped a couple of times and just so hesitant. And, and the the other goal, McDo- I mean, the. You've got Taylor, I can't mind who else it was, but the two of them just kind of. They never. It's almost as if they just looked at it. Aye, it's like, pretty bad when a wee guy like McDonald's winning a header. Aye, well, it was more so much that the ball broke to him because Taylor and someone else went up with, with maybe Malt, I think. Might have been. And then, obviously, McDonald scores. The, going back to that, though, we spoke about last week how possibly Scott McDonald should have been looked at by the compliance officer. Yes, this was the other thing. Um, when I listened so, to the podcast last week, was you guys were talking about McDonald not having the, the elbow looked at. Or, or he, he could expect something from the compliance officer. And it was only after I heard the podcast on Saturday night, I thought, that's a good point. What was he doing in the park in the first place? Did the compliance officer just ignore that entirely? Because it was a pretty must obvious have, elbow. Must, must have done. Him, I, the incident with him and Paul Payton, the, the kick near the end in that game as well. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Um, compl- maybe, I haven't heard the compliance officer in weeks. Thank you, he's maybe in holiday. Probably, actually, uh, probably he was at uh, holiday, was it like Hammers? So, <laughs> aye, so there's that, and then obviously, these two goals, and then Barry Robson, who we've been talking up, <laughs> doing so well. Oh dear, I mean, he's, yeah, we, we he's, an, exper- he's, an, experienced, he's been an, experienced, an experienced player. Not the first time what's happened with Barry Robson. No. He, he, he does play that way. I, I'm not going to defend it because I, I don't. I used to hate when Paul Gascoigne did it. I know players are told to protect the ball with all that, but that's protecting the ball and that's a stupidity, yeah, especially a player that's so experienced. Yeah. You could maybe excuse it from a, play, a youngster or that. Even still, though, you would say that's... Nah. Um, though, it was on Scott McDonald's who got away with one last week, so... I I think just... It's, it's I frustration. I'd say frustration again. Uh, and it, it's worse as well because of bloody Mark McGee. It's... <laughs> True, <laughs> but we should probably give credit to Warwell because I 
that's five wins out of the last six. Yeah, I mean, one, to be fair, they, they also beat Celtic at Celtic Park um, a few months ago, so they've kind of they've, they've now cancelled that result out, I suppose, as far yeah. as the title race goes. Because when it went to one as well, actually, Motherwell had a couple of chances. It maybe could have been three, four, uh, by looks at the highlights. Mm-hmm. So Motherwell are now fifth place. Contention maybe for a fourth. That's it. I mean, I'm a good shout of being top six, so we're going to have to play them again. Yep. Um, so yeah, because only the top three is definite top sets. Yeah. Half that. Who knows what will happen? One thing I would say is, I would probably possibly rule out Dundee because they still have Aberdeen and Celtic to play before a split. So I would yeah, think maybe inclined. No, no, draw myself to the last time we played them, so I don't know. I'd maybe be inclined to rule them out. St. Johnson's form's that indifferent. I don't know. Motherwell, obviously, we talk about momentum in the other leagues. You would think maybe Motherwell might be, might be in there. But uh, yeah, I think I think if I was picking, well, I already said the six of these teams can I miss out. I think I think St. Johnson have probably got enough points. They've only got two games left. Um, I know the three teams out, the 7th, 8th and 9th, have got three games left. So they could all make that up. Like you say, Dundee, right? Dundee, you've still got, um, they're giving hands Celtic, they've still got Aberdeen to play before that. Uh, I think I think Partick Thistle are still in my decent shoot. But I think it's all going to come down to how Ross County got in. It might Aye. be that are there already. Well, St. John's... Ross County. Yeah, I mean, St. John's, they've got Dundee United and... Kilmarnock to play so ties against the bottom two so that would you would think maybe they'll get they'll get enough something out of one of those two games uh, Motherwell have got Inverness away and they have Celtic at home so oh, so still Ross, got Park again brilliant aye <laughs> um, Ross County have got Dundee away and Partick that's what at home and then Dundee as I mentioned have got Aberdeen and Celtic, but they also have who else was it? Ross County at home, and aye, that's it. Party Castle. Yeah. So, listening to that, it sounds like it might. Well, St Johnston have got some decent games. You know, should be able to pick up the points. And Motherwell, it's not easy with Celtic coming, but they're at home, so they've obviously taken points off Celtic already. They've just beat Aberdeen. They're in. They're the team on form. Um, and there's a decent game in there as well. Uh, it sounds to me like Ross County, Dundee, Partick Thistle. The fact uh, they're kind of playing each other is maybe the the, the interesting aspect of it. Wait, mate, can the fourth place still qualify for Europe this season? If Celtic win the Scottish Cup and the league, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Gregor will end up being back for maybe a European, a European special. Could be, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a CK he was on actually that's when Motherwell have had a, an upturn maybe Mother, Mark McGee's been listening to the podcast or something Oof. <laughs> can't upset Big Greg Greg's been inspirational I think you said that last week <laughs> so I, think you I, I think I did so <laughs> bye and folk, have, folk say Scottish football is boring well yeah I mean from a purely selfish perspective I hope Dundee finish in the bottom six because the Dundee derbies have been great value for money uh, and, including that one at the weekend I, I, really, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that and watching that I wouldn't mind Dundee tops this year, this year because we've actually been we've done well against them. Ah, uh, there was a bogey team last season. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, Kamara have been our bogey team this season and we just we, we finally managed to beat them. They won't make top six, obviously. So. Aye. Should so them for the last time for a while. Should say as well, on the weekend, uh, there was the Highland Derby was a sellout and I would imagine the Dundee Derby must have been close to a sellout. Uh, it looked pretty full, yeah. I can imagine, I'd imagine the, the game at Dingwall was a sellout because they were parading the trophy. Yeah. Uh, about. Did, did you see the footage for the the the, the open-top bus? Yeah, I've seen Andy. Yeah, I did. I've seen Andy. <laughs> he was, I think he made sports in last night, actually, because somebody was leaning yeah. the flag. Aye. It looked a clear fill to me. I think the, the referee must have missed it. It's definitely an arm in the back. As long as it's just an arm in the back. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. What, what happens in open-top bus stays in the open-top bus? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> stand Candy still partying. We've not heard him, Andy. No, no, he's, he's, he's gone quiet. Busy. He's like loving that up in the Highlands. He's a lucky charm, that's why. Uh, he needs to get a point in Aberdeen. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> that's uh, he's, uh, he's needing to get a job over there. Bye. I don't know. We could have touched on the kind as a title race still there. I still think Celtic will drop points. Right. This is this is where my stats come out, right? Um, Celtic are four clear at Aberdeen. Uh, goal difference makes it five, effectively. Yes. So, what Aberdeen need to do is win all seven of the remaining games which will include beating Celtic at Celtic Park. And hope Celtic... On top of that, Celtic have game. to drop another five points because they've obviously got the game in hand. So that's a draw and a loss somewhere along the line. So you're, you're looking at Celtic dropping eight points out of the remaining... What is it? 24? That's a, a third of the points. Yeah, well, if you look though... Hearts, they play Hearts in the D in those two games. Yep. And Hearts, games. Yep. Hearts drew Hearts drew at uh, Celtic Park in the season, 0-0. Mm-hmm. Dundee, last game, 0-0 yep. with Celtic. No, it was at Celtic Funny, Park. It's, it's amazing how this has planned out because Celtic have well, three games in a row against teams who have drawn 0-0 at Celtic Park. Because it's come on at so, the other team that drew 0-0 at Celtic Park this season. Aye. I think just... Much as this team, Celtic isn't the greatest, the experience of them having players that have won the title will get them over the line. Sadly, that's what I think will happen. And I don't think that's been negative. I think I think just, yeah, Saturday was aye, a bad one in terms of losing up my wheel. Yeah. I, th- I, 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 I hope to be proven wrong, obviously, but just, I think it will just, I think they just, just will do it. Here, here's the thing. I think Aberdeen... Could very well come to Celtic Park and win. I, I, I think that's a possibility. Yeah, could. Um, I think Celtic will be well up for that, obviously. Uh, it depends when it gets scheduled as well. I've seen a few people pushing for it to be scheduled for the last game of the season, but as it stands, that would just be a trophy presentation. To, um, Aye, the, so. the hope would be at least going into the split. Aberdeen win, that's two, and Celtic can at least drop points in one of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a bit too much to ask. For Celtic to be dropping their points after a split, so I think you. I would hope. Celtic's apart from the Aberdeen game, apart from Aberdeen game, I think other teams could beat them. But I think just at that point in the last five games, I think you need the pressure going into this split. And I think if Celtic potentially could be what the seventy-six or five points clear. No. Oh no! The four points clear now. So. 
If Celtic were to win all three games, they'd be at least seven clear. Yeah, so that, I think that would be too much. That's why I think Celtic need to drop something before the split. Yeah, and I think, as I was going to go on and say, I think Aberdeen are capable of winning at Celtic Park. I think Celtic are very capable of dropping the eight points at Aberdeen, including the, the that win. I think Celtic are capable of dropping the other five. Uh, I think the, the biggest problem for Aberdeen is winning all seven of the remaining games. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that, I thought... They, they seem to be struggling just a little bit, and I don't know if it's what McGinn seems to have gone off the boil a wee bit. Um, he's just not been as effective as he has been uh, in, in previous months, and when that happens, Aberdeen seem to drop a bit as well. Um, I think it's well, just the depth of squad. Depth of squad. Uh, you reckon he'll be back for after the split? But even with that, we've really been out. Church has done fairly well four goals in eight games, but really would have probably been a wee bit better than that. But I, uh, I think it's just been a bit of depth in squad. Alternatives. I've said it for a while in terms of if Hayes and McGinn I, most weeks obviously are on form but you need some alternatives and we, looking at the bench for example on Saturday with no striker on the bench okay you can move McGinn in but then there's no one really then to replace McGinn outright which is a problem as well so it's just lacking numbers a wee bit um, I don't know exactly how many players Aberdeen have used but it'll be a fair amount it'll be a fair bit less than Celtic Ah, I thought so, because we've used a massive amount of our squad. Because McInnes tends to... There's probably our squad, you would say, about 16 first-team players. After that, it's kind of youngsters. So... Yeah, so... I I, I thought... I think, was it last week, I think I said that I thought, going into the split, if Aberdeen were three points behind, then we would would still have a chance. Possibly still, yeah, maybe, maybe up to five points. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, we, we've said Celtic's three games before this, but uh, they're at home at Hearts, and then they've got two away games at Dundee and Mullow. That's Aye. that's two teams trying to get into the top six. Yeah, and I don't think Hearts away. the game before the spot much as we won the three one early in the season. Yeah, Friday. So, so it's Hearts away. What's the other game? But, Hamilton at home, which you should win. I'd right? like to hope we win, which I should be. I'm going to that game, uh, so <laughs> I don't. I think though, unfortunately, the crowd will be affected by what happened in Saturday. Hopefully not, because the, the tickets are only fifteen pound for adults and five pound for under 18s That's a pretty good deal. Aye. But games on TV, but you, you, so you would hope, but you'd hope they'd get a decent crowd. But I don't know. Right. See what happens. Oh well, so uh, unfortunately we're not going to find it for a couple of weeks because we're in an international break. And I say unfortunately, I know I'm a Scotland fan, but I hate this international break. There's there's no international break I detest more than the March one. It's completely detached from everything. It, we don't get another uh, international break until about June. Um, it comes at a point in time where you want to be concentrating on the domestic things because it's getting to the, the nice juicy business end of the, the season. And yet it comes along and interrupts everything. Ah, well, maybe Celtic got a few players injured in international duty. What's that? Maybe Celtic got a few players injured in international duty. Possibly we've got 33 folk away in international duty somewhere along the line. 33 folk, yeah. That shows you how big your squad is. I don't want any too bad injuries, just maybe something a few weeks or something like that. <laughs> no, I don't really, I wouldn't wish any injury in a player. But no, but if we lost the we'd be in trouble. That's a good point. Aye, that's po- positives. 
Snodgrass is back. Yes, yes. Um, That's good. Negatives, uh, Stevie Naismith and Stevie Whitaker have had to pull out. Uh, ah, fair, it's not that what negative because Whitaker's wife's due to give birth, so fair play. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I think that the, the big shock was uh, the name of Paul Caddis getting called up for Birmingham. Yeah. Which, yeah. But one aspect of that did make me laugh. Um, there was a lot of people calling for uh, Lee Wallace to be called up instead. That'll be left back Lee Wallace to be called up because we need a right back. I mean, I suppose you could maybe I said that they could have played Russell Martin right back, but Russell Martin centre back for Scotland, and I don't think Russell Martin will play right back for Scotland. No, and again, this is something you and Hamish picked up on last week. We don't exactly have an abundance of centre backs. We don't. We don't have an abundance of right backs either. Um, no, to be fair, we seem to have an abundance of left backs, which is annoying. <laughs> uh, Obviously, uh, Patterson's out injured, which would have probably been in the squad or one of the squads, I should say. Don't know what's happened with Phil Barnes life, but <laughs> but I, Ross McCormick's been brought into the squad. But the likelihood is he probably won't see any action because he wasn't in the original squad. Who would think well, no, we get a chance? You suspect that the people being called up now are just there to make up my numbers. Um, so, but yeah, we're probably covering all ground if we go run through the the squad again because let's say you and Hamish did this last week, so. Aye, we did. So I mean, not, that's only two changes to that one. I dare say there'll be changes probably for the Denmark game as well. Uh, well, it's hard to tell because there'll be very few sort of crossover. I know there's that small amount of people that are playing in, in both squads, like, like Mulgrew and, and uh, Stephen Fletcher. But, yeah. Aye, there is a few. But Hamish and me obviously touched on last week the fact that there's a few players in there that are getting called up even though they're not playing for their clubs. Uh, and it's almost as if international, these two internationals are to help them get some sort of match fitness. Yeah, and I heard Hamish make this very that. point. It was, I totally agree with what Hamish said last week about how this is, you shouldn't be getting called up in that case. It should be a case of picking yeah. guys that are on form at the moment. Now, I can understand there being a, a, an argument for playing what the, the, the guys that he knows consistently do it at the international level, but um, I've never really been Stephen Fletcher's biggest fan, but it's hard to argue that he didn't get the goals in the in the sort of last couple of games. I mean, he scored against Poland and as well as scoring against Gibraltar. I could score against Gibraltar. Well, that's why I wasn't saying that. Actually, speaking of that, did we slag off uh, Jason Cummins for his miss? <laughs> nah, but we can we can still slag him off. Yeah, let's go back to that. How do you miss for two yards out and hit the bar? I don't know. How, how far was it you missed out of? Oh, I, I was beyond the penalty spot. I was, I was miles out oh, with the Paris. And I think... I think I missed for less. I, honestly, it's one of those ones it's harder to miss. <laughs> He's trying to be too clever, I think. That's, that's what I can say. Oh, it's bizarre. Uh, he, he was certainly annoyed with himself. Uh, he gets sub soon after that, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, uh, back to the Scotland games hopefully we at least get some positive for some of the new folk that have been called up and they take their chance um, yeah I think that, that's what I'm looking for from this there's a lot of new faces in there I'd like to see somebody kind of show what they're, show what they're worth to Scotland and maybe uh, they'll get called up for the, the more important games and which are to come for the uh, World Cup qualifying the Chitabumba game I think the one that I would say is um, Kevin McDonald or Kenny McLean because in terms of central midfielders there's only like 
three, Darren Fletcher, Kevin McDonald and Kenny McLean. Mm-hmm. Though McGrew could also play there. Yeah. Which I, I don't I wouldn't see the point in doing that in this fixture because we know what you can do there. Yeah, exactly. It's about, well, so it's, it's, it's another argument with Mulgrew is you can play in one position one game and one position nil. You can't, aye. But, aye. The thing is, I suppose, it's a chance. I, I can understand you still want to win friendlies and that, but just hopefully a wee bit of experimentation. And even as well, maybe playing a different system for the home game and the away game. Just trying out slightly different things. Mm-hmm. Having different kind of plans. Maybe at one point go to up front just to see what happens then oh, I don't know I think and then they still both start with the Denmark game both 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 Oh, I can last take oh, kind of late decision. Aye. Uh, fair enough. Might be good. So, see what happens. I think the games are on Premier Sport as well, so I won't even get to see them. No. Um, it's disappointing because. Bye. Not by far a Premier Sport, but. But uh, the Denmark game will obviously see Sviatrenko for Denmark. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Scotchland. Yeah. They've got a few uh, Premier League players. Casper Smeichel. Casper Smeichel as well. Yeah. Christian mm-hmm. And some eights Premier League players. But I did not have a qualified to Euros either. Czech Republic did. So. Aye, so we're a warm up for one of them anyway. <laughs> Aye. Aye, just depressing. It's going to build up <laughs> somewhere. Aye, I'll be, I, won't be, I won't mind doing it. I'll be in Mexico. Oh, um, great. No, cool. <laughs> no for a whole jam, but I, I think I'm there for part. I think I'm there for part of it. <laughs> when's, when's the final? Oh, it'll be July, I would imagine. Start of July. Must, must be. So I hopefully I quite enjoy a wee uh, tournament final in abroad. I don't mind that. I'd rather be in my own comfort zone and just feet up and join it. It's a Euro. Oh, it was good fun last year, though. It was good fun two years ago when uh, Germany was steamrolling over Brazil and all the England fans were supporting Brazil. That was great fun. <laughs> loving it. And then obviously when Germany won it, even better. Right, shall we move on to the the predictions for the... Well, it's not predictions, it's just charity bet picking because there isn't any Premiership games this weekend. Aye, it will be charity bet picking, aye. Aye. So there's... Pretty much a full card in the war leagues. Um, I think it's just Hibs and Barton. Yeah, Hibs and Barton that I'm playing in the, in the championship. So it's a full card other than that. So is there anything standing out for you? Mm, it depends what we go well, what else we go with, because Falkirk 49. Home, uh, Livingston looks good, but we would obviously have to have maybe another two teams in there to try and make the odds something decent. Yeah. Um, it's 
Raptors that. Um, Clyde, Clyde are eight to thirteen at home to Aberdeen. Yep. Uh, do you know what's? Uh, I'm not. It's not going to put in a charity bet, but the the outside chance at the weekend, Stranraer three to one at Air, considering that Air's in different form and Stranraer's upturning form. We need to put in a charity bet, mm, but it's not bad. I, I think bit, that, but, uh, I, 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 that price looks pretty decent there. Yeah. Um. I mean, does. Better struggle <laughs> there is there, would we go would we want to go with East Fife 20 to 23 at home at Queen's Park Um, ah, it's a home game week two's home games have been pretty good Um, have to try and look at what East Fife's home form's like try and bring it up to see so what's that East so far Clyde Falkirk and East Fife Tempering mm, it up before 362 Aye. East Fife have lost four away from home. Actually, it's only four at home, and Queen's Park have actually only lost three away. So, don't know. East Fife are the good run of form. They are. Not top, so. I tend um, to I don't know, the, but, the, the home ties in us tend to be the better ones in the week, too, so. Um, struggle with anything else. Aye. Um, I was looking there at Elgin, but Elgin's away form is horrific. So uh, I would count that out. <laughs> and plus they're playing I uh, Berwick's home form's alright. He's face Clyde and Falkirk. I, I think that's alright actually. Aye, go with that. Ten pound <laughs> and that's forty three sixty two. So about thirty odd quid profit if we get it. And do we want to call maybe Rory McAllister? Uh, First goal scorer. Yes, yeah, I won't couldn't be. I think that's a good bet. The other one was maybe it's hard and fair one player, but shall we just go with the... Uh, I'd go with McAllister. Go with Ori. Yep. There's too many people at Dunfermline score. Aye. I'll have to pick which one's going to be. Alright, so those odds for Ori McAllister will come later in the week, because they're not up at the moment. Um, and that's us, because as I said, already, there isn't any predictions to do, because it's international week, so... I think all it's left to say is good luck to Scotland in their double squad double header. Their double, double header. Yeah, that's about it. Thank seems, you, good night, enjoy. Yeah, seems a bit yeah. of an anticlimax, doesn't it? Aye, we'll speak to you about uh, football next week. Yeah, and uh, hopefully everything will go nice and smoothly. Watch Happy Easter week. when it comes. <laughs> oh yeah, aye. and remember to put your clocks forward. <laughs> Oh, I on Sunday morning, Saturday night. Uh, I found out the Europe the Euro 2016 finals the 10th of July. Yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely be, I'll, I'll be watching the semi finals oh. and final in, in oh. Mexico. That's a little too close to uh, due date for my wife. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't be having don't be giving her any hot curries or anything like no, that. That'll then. be bl- the blandest food ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, so on that amusing note uh, I'll say thanks for listening uh, thanks for coming on tonight John and talk to you all again next week